So I have a question for you. Bear with me. It's technology related. Is uh, it about bears? How long is your average shower? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Bear with me. I'm going somewhere mm. here. <laughs> this is an awfully personal question. I, you know, I was wondering that yesterday because I was wondering how much charge my watch is getting. This is, John, you are, you are on my wavelength. (laughs) I'm going to say 10 minutes. I think my shower is 10 minutes long. I'm going to go in the seven to nine range. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, it could be less, right? Yeah. I was going to say 10 ish and like, you know, if it's a cold day and you stand under the hot water. Oh yeah. Again, it's an hour and a half. (laughs) There you go. An hour and a half. For what it's worth, I do the opposite. I stand under a very cold shower because I'm too hot. Okay. Oh, no, that sounds bad. Um, I asked for Apple Watch reasons, which is uh, in the last week, I decided to give sleep tracking a shot because I was just, you know, I had slept poorly for a couple nights. I was like, I wonder if there's anything I can learn from this. Dan, you have uh, a young child. The way you have to learn is you have a young child. <laughs> no, even on nights when he was when he was sleep through, I would wake up and be, like I had a really bad couple nights of insomnia where I would wake up and I was literally just awake at like four in the morning staring at the ceiling being like oh, why yeah. am i awake um faces of those you've wronged flashing before you yeah sure no it's not even that it's like honestly <laughs> I, you're gonna laugh but like the thing that i end up my like my mind just starts spinning and i start thinking about like is invariably whatever tv show i watched last Star Trek. i don't know why <laughs> uh but uh you know so i put on the sleep tracking thing but the problem i've run into is yeah i do feel like even when i charge my watch during a shower I have sometimes needed to like plug it in later in the day too because it still mm. does not make it through. And it's not bad. Today I'm looking I've taken to I think the solution for me has been when I get in bed, I will put it on the charger for like the twenty minutes I'm reading or something before <laughs> I actually go to That'll sleep. Be very dangerous for me. <laughs> yeah, right. There, there's a risk there as well. Um and it's been okay. Like today, for example, I woke up and it's like only at 42% right now, which is not bad. I did charge it a little bit more during the shower, but like, you know, I was, people say that a lot of times, oh, I just charged during the shower. I was like, I don't feel like that's long think, enough for I me. I think you have to, I don't think when people say charge it in, while you're in the shower, I don't think they mean exclusively in the shower. I think it's shower yeah. plus bathroom routine, right? Like it's, it's, it's your teeth brushing oh, yeah, well, that's, and that's it's your, your hair styling and it's your deodorizing. Like, I think it's yeah, all the hair styling things. takes yeah. a long I don't think that's time not, for me. That's not enough for a whole day. That's not enough for a whole day. There's no I don't question. think my bathroom routine in the morning is long enough even for that. Like, I don't know. It's still only maybe like 20 minutes. Dan, tops, are you even like, moisturizing? <laughs> no, not enough. <laughs> you ever seen the end Dan of Last Crusade? I, I did exfoliate all on my head. It's been totally exfoliated on top. Um, <laughs> reference, reference acknowledged. Yes. Uh, anyway, I will tell you on the second part of that, which is, so I've done sleep tracking for about a week on and off a couple nights. I just plugged the phone, the, the watch in anyways. Um, and I've, you know, collected some stats and stuff like this. And I think I've realized like, I can't fucking do anything about this because it just tells me, <laughs> Hey, you had a terrible night's sleep. What am I going to do? Sleep harder this tonight? Like is, I, I don't know how to change that. I don't know how this is actually actionable. This so that's is, what I come down to, which is, it's interesting kind of, but I'm not sure what I get out of yeah, it. It's not like right. your fitness rings. At least you could be like, I need to go out more and like, well, and I actually, exercise. They I, may be related. The timing here is interesting to me mm, just because I, I normally sleep great. And last night's 
slept truly horribly, like comically horribly for me. Uh, I think I did not have the watch on, but I, I would estimate from the times I stared at the clock that I slept for about two and a half or three hours, which is crazy for me. I'm very mm. good at sleeping, but I like, I don't currently wear my watch to sleep because I get too stressed out about that charging thing uh, that you're describing. Um, but I I like to know when my sleep hygiene needs work because of how focused I am. It's not like a huge chunk of my life, although I guess a huge chunk of my life is sleeping. But I do think about like, when am I stopping with screens? And what is my bedtime? Like my thing, when you mentioned that you sometimes put the watch as you get into bed and then put it on before you fall asleep, I will sometimes read in bed for 12 seconds and see that I'm already tired enough to fall asleep. And I'll sometimes read for 45 <laughs> minutes. But like, as soon as my body's like, hey, I'm ready to go to sleep now, everything stops. Like, that's it. I'm, I'm embracing that sleepiness. So I don't know. If I saw that my watch was saying uh, that I wasn't sleeping enough, I would probably like revisit my sleep hygiene habits. That's, well, that's it's what like, I, I But like, you know, the fact where it gives you like sleep stages and stuff like that, it's like, I literally have no idea what oh, yeah. I can do to change that. I mean, Lex, I think the solution for you is probably, does Peloton have some kind of sleep class? That's a great thing. sign up I, for? I do sometimes if only use you their... had If only you had some kind of bed that tracked your sleep. <laughs> I, I got rid of that bed. I do sometimes use uh, a sleep meditation from Peloton, but I did not do that last night. Because Laura was already I, asleep. Yeah. No, I, I have little trouble falling asleep is I sometimes wake up and have trouble getting back to sleep is my big <laughs> the thing. The thing about the bed, I still have the bed. I still have the very expensive It's a sleep number bed. bed. It's a sleep number bed. They are not an advertiser. Um, <laughs> Don't buy one. It, <laughs> you you uh, yeah you you really didn't like the bed i i find it fine i don't the the thing that i think is hilarious is that i uh, and I, I wanted to tell this story too because i never told it on the uh, um the podcast but i told it on mastodon but i'll get i'll get to it in a roundabout way um i recently had the opportunity to check the devices that are all online in the household and the the one the number one online all the time device is that damn bed <laughs> and i don't know what it's doing it's streaming Netflix. i'm not in the bed most of the day but apparently it is reporting back to the fine folks at sleep number something all the time do you think they're using your bed to mine for bitcoin <laughs> i i hope so because that would make the like bed nice and warm. An opportunity to like, you know, uh, like know when you're home or not home, so they can rob you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think they're doing. Yeah, they're probably doing some kind of <laughs> some kind of tracking. I don't know what's going on there. Why is but my the, bed the, full uh, of cookies? It's so yeah. crumbly. Did you have more to to, to uh, talk about? Do you want to complain about your sleep more or um, no? My, my, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my yes, hilarious dumb story. I don't know. I I mean a little bit, but also I guess there's nothing to do about. I guess my the short yeah. end of this is I'm not sure how long I will keep up with this because I don't know how much I'm getting out of it. I even tried. Um, David Smith has a app called Sleep Plus Plus, which gives you some different like metrics and some different like measurements to try and like give you kind of a score and like again some nights it's like you slept terribly last night i was like i know i was there like, my favorite app for this purpose by the way is auto sleep it has a great okay. watch app and ios app uh i love underscore david smith's apps too and, it, and but, it runs and it runs in the car too yeah but uh auto sleep is uh is a, is a good one it really it what i like about auto sleep specifically is you know some these apps are all imperfect because the watch is imperfect at knowing when you're asleep or not yeah it, it tells so, me like, i'm awake like you know you were awake for one minute last night i was like definitely not true but so like if i can see um, the auto sleep gives you options. It's like, is this how you slept, or is this how you slept, or is this how you slept? Like, did you fall asleep at eleven or at twelve or at one? And like, it like can use its different. You can tweak its algorithm in real time on a nightly basis, which I like. I'm sorry, I just now got an email from CenturyLink asking my reasons for leaving. 
<laughs> That's your internet company. Asking me to take a survey to tell them why I left CenturyLink. So I, was it, the timing uh, is perfect. Yeah. So are you, are yeah, you losing so this, sleep over it? This, hey. this <laughs> uh, long-time listeners of the podcast may remember that I uh, had, went to switch to fiber three years ago. And it was a pretty good experience throughout the summer. And then when it started getting cold, the internet would just drop out completely, just completely die and not come back for days on end. And it would take them days to get somebody out here. And when someone would get out here, they would go, oh, gosh, that box down the street's dying. Um, I moved the wire, so it seems to be back on, but that's not good. Like, and then this would this would go on several times in the winter every year. It's in the, in the intervening years. And it was very aggravating, and everybody in the house wanted me to switch to some other service. And I was like, but the upload speed's so fast. <laughs> when it works, it's great. But, it, you know, it not working for several weeks during the winter uh, was not really a tenable situation. Um, and so at, at, at long last, I finally decided that, you know, I managed to get the go-ahead to get rid of our phone lines through the same company. And I, and I was pleased at least that we would be paying them less shoveling less money toward them because they were doing such a crappy job of keeping our internet up and running and they knew it was a problem they knew the box was a problem but it's the big box down the street and then and i was like well when is it going to get replaced and they would go no idea could be two (laughs) weeks could be months from now like this is not great so I, I call, you know, I, I get online with them and I manage to get rid of the phone lines and I'm very happy about that. And, um, and then, you know, you get this, these emails like, you know, how was your experience? It's like, oh, it was fantastic. I managed to get rid of the phone lines. And then a couple of days later, I get another set of emails saying the technician is in your area and he's going to be starting work soon. You may not see him, but he, you know, he's, he's going to be working on your problem soon. Like, I have no idea what this is about. And I just ignored it. That night, it got a little bit colder again, and the internet went out. <laughs> and I was like, damn it, not again. So I finally, I was just like, that's it. I can't I can't deal with this anymore. I'm switching back to cable. I'm getting the highest speed I can possibly get uh, on, a cable, on a cable service in our area. And so I start setting that up, and they, they say they can come out in like two or three days, something like that. I think they said three days, and then they, they shortened it to two, um, and I was very happy about that and so the day before they come out i contact CenturyLink to to cancel the service and i get into before i do that i get into my account to take a look and it says this account has been canceled <laughs> i was like wait a minute what i haven't done that yet turns wow. out when i called when i contacted them in order to just cancel the phone lines which i was very clear about and the guy who was talking to me was also very clear about <laughs> that I was just canceling the phone lines and keeping the internet. They somehow in the next couple of days, they canceled everything. (laughs) And so I was like, well, I guess I, you know, I was, I was looking forward to this long protracted battle with them where I was going to have to convince them that I really did want to cancel my service. And lo and behold, they had already taken care of that for me. So, so I canceled the service. You know, I call, I contacted them to make sure that the service was actually canceled, and they were like, "Is that what you wanted?" Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I wanted. Sure. And uh, and I switched uh, switched back to fine fine cable internet with a thousand down and twenty up instead of thousand up. I just want to say, your upload speed sucks, man. I can tell. It does. (laughs) My upload speed does suck, but my download is fine. So and it's you know and it's up. It's and hopefully it will be up um, consistently. And this is this is the (laughs) not the the first time you've said that. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Hey. This is a uh, a company that's local for the most part. I mean, like it's the company that was local then got acquired by somebody else. Anyway, long story. But um, when I call them, it's you know it's someone who's like across town. It's not. Uh, I'm not speaking to somebody in who can God knows where. So the service is better, and um, I'm happier for it. But <laughs> the whole story was just a, a comedy of errors. Uh, yeah, but crazy. I did have to. I had to buy a new Wi-Fi router. Mm. so that was that was fun trying to no, figure that out it's not fun what'd you go with <laughs> i went with Airport a synology really i like those yeah guys. because i've been I very like happy with my you know my synology nas and i thought oh and it got pretty well reviewed it wasn't cheap by any stretch of the imagination um but i really like it it's very fiddly <laughs> dan can <laughs> i can, ask uh, uh, do you pronounce synology the same way that Volt says I do not. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Oh, you say as, syn- you say synology. synology. Yeah. yeah, synonym. Oh, okay. Synecdoche. Synecdoche. I guess so. Yeah. Sign a kind of Dota Yeah, <laughs> that one. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you seen that? That's a that's a thing on YouTube. Actually, I think it's gone now. But oh, for it's years the it was pronunciation. Like, thing? It was yes. the pronunciation guy. <laughs> he would he would like how to how to pronounce Schenectady. Which yeah. synology sign, router did you get? Yeah. Anyway, which fiddly synology router did you get? Oh, which which one is it? Does it look like that's a good that's a good question? Does it look like um, Batman's router, John? Right, that's it does. It looks a question. bit like Batman's router, but it doesn't have antennas sticking out of it. Oh, the top. so it's not the horrible one I'm looking at then. Good. No, let me check here. I I gotta get into. Uh, it is the Synology WRX560. Got it. Yeah, that one's beloved. Well done. Yeah, and uh, it's you know it's got like a desktop and it's got apps you can install. You can I mean it's 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 very compared to and i actually used my old airport base station for like a day until this thing arrived and it was it was slow obviously because it's old enough that it doesn't i think it handles about half the bandwidth that or maybe two-thirds or something like that that uh, i was getting through you know at least download it certainly handled the upload speed but it was sort of a interesting look at how the state of the art has progressed since Apple has been in the business. I mean, I still wish they were in the business, but they are not. And the, I think one of the interesting things to me is like how every time you change like a, a setting on an airport base station, you pretty much had to restart the whole, I mean, the thing would just restart in order to apply that setting. Whereas yeah. there are many settings on these other, these newer ones that just apply without having to take the whole internet down, bring it back up again. <laughs> Wait, yes. you're the reason the whole internet went down? <laughs> John, John. Well, apparently, Come on, man. Apparently, they blamed it on me, so <laughs> that's why they didn't want me using their service anymore. <laughs> I did I did have to restart my, my router recently because I was just having like a super bizarre internet problem where like something wouldn't load and I couldn't figure out why and I was trying it on multiple devices. I was like, I can't figure out. Everything seems okay. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to restart the router and then fixed it. And I felt really dumb because it's like, <laughs> I felt like I had passed that age of like, oh yeah, I need to restart this to to fix some random problem that's happening. Yeah. I don't think that is ever going to go away. Do you I know. Get that? I, it's made me sad though. Do you get that fear though when you restart your router? Like if I have to restart my router, which is a thing that you can do, like there's always that light fear of like, what if it doesn't come back on? Like what if, what if there's do no if internet destroys I feel like everything? <laughs> freedom, man. Freedom is what it means. <laughs> yeah, I would say <clears throat> with the with the old one, the one that CenturyLink provided, every once in a while it would it would they would 
push out an update and it would restart and reset everything to the defaults and then i'd have oh, to go oh back my God, in. That's horrible. and there was there was a there was a facility supposedly for exporting your preferences and then re-importing them again and i could never get it to work <laughs> <laughs> it's like it would export and then when i go to import it again it would say that's not the right kind of file that <laughs> literally came from your router i have no idea what... <laughs> wow. i don't know how to help you with that yeah. yeah, I I other than that one instance recently, I've felt my I bought the a ubiquity router and it's been mm. pretty good for the most part. I've had Which one really... did which one of the ubiquity ones did you it's get? It's the ubiquity dream dream Is router. Is the thing that goes that on similar. the ceiling or the wall or No, it's like a little okay. it looks like a it's like a little white cylinder basically. Okay. Um and it, you know, it kind of looks like it maybe if Apple were still making uh, mm-hmm. Routers. Well, it would yeah, those people came like from this. Apple, right? Yeah, I think yeah. they did. Yeah, Uni- sorry, the Unified Dream Router is the one, and it was like okay. surprisingly hard to get because it was often sold out. Um, but it, it like I, I did look at those, at one and point. I and I found their <laughs> um their selection bewildering. Well, the yeah, I mean, the thing is, I bought the Dream Router because it's kind of the like consumerish level one, and. It had what what made me get it was it has a whole bunch of Ethernet ports, which is a real plus because I, I do actually run Ethernet stuff off of it, and mm-hmm. it has decent management stuff. Like, and I it had a good rep for like reliability, which was the other thing, and yeah. and those things together felt like I didn't want the you know black box that with the antenna sticking all off of it and everything yeah it's honestly probably overkill for yeah my i mean network, the one that i got I have... could look better but at least it doesn't have the... it's it's funny to me that there's like basically two schools of thought right there's the routers that just look like you know electronic devices and the ones like the the ubiquity dream machine that like aim for looking cool and it's funny like i'm happy to never see my router after i set it up but i appreciate <laughs> that somebody's like let's think about the aesthetics of this device like there's there's something beautiful in that to me right. it's like well I mean, ours is in our foyer that's so. the thing is like it has to go somewhere yeah. where it's like if not oh, visible uh, you know it's it's often around especially if you're not using like little like a mesh system right where it's like oh you have little things you know little pucks all over the house or whatever um you know that you got to put it somewhere central and it's like well it's hard to shut it in a closet or something like that unless you have something that's particularly well set up for that and even then do you have power in your closet i don't know i don't we don't even have a if closet. i could put mesh things in the dog toys that are all over the floor i'd have perfect coverage up until your dog chews through them. <laughs> well, yeah. Dan, what's the little thing on the front of your router? Is that like a tiny little display? It does have a tiny little display on it. <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use it at all. Like I don't. I don't ever look at it. Um, but it's they adorable. should license that tiny screen technology to Apple for the eyes on Visual. I thought Pro. you were going to show. They they should license it to show ads. That's like, great. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Buy stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that's where all our ad money went. Is I will things. say the, the best thing, of, the only thing I ever use that screen for is it is where like when you're restarting it, it's where the little like progress bar shows up. Mm. Uh, I will say this is my one complaint about this router is when you do need to restart it, it feels like it takes fucking forever. And probably because it has like a whole, I'm sure there's like a whole computer. Routers in, in general take fucking forever to restart. Yeah, it seems like every router that I've had is always like, why is it taking? I mean, like my Mac restarts way faster. Man, man. Maybe that's oh, yeah. not a fair comparison. I don't no, know. No, I mean, again, maybe maybe Apple should make a router. Um, <laughs> or just buy Ubiquity. It's what, it seems like it's, that's what they want, it's right? The, it's the cycle of life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, anyways, it's fine. How many things do you plug into your router? 
like, mean, I have a couple, but physical, like Ethernet or yeah. overall. Um, e- Ethernet. There is a <laughs> switch downstairs. Um, like so, basically, because the router Nintendo? is, yeah, the router is behind like our t- like the TV, so it's on like the TV stand, and then there's a switch, uh, network switch inside the TV stand. So all of the, I think both the PlayStation and the Xbox, maybe are also the Apple directly. TV are all directly connected. Oh, nice. Maybe the Apple T's not because I think the new one. I, I think I bought the one without Ethernet. I'm not gone. Um, <laughs> And so I'm trying to remember which ones are actually uh, plugged in down there. Now I'm looking at my network diagram so I can tell myself which ones are actually plugged in. Um, but yeah, and then I have, because it's patched to a, um, there's a, a wall jack behind there. When we redid the house, we basically had one run put in where it's a run from behind the TV to my office. So there's a cable that runs out from that switch to that plate, which then exits at the plate in my office where another switch is plugged in so that the mini <laughs> and the Synology up here are both hardwired. Jeez. Yeah, I, mean, I have nothing. I mean, the only thing that's... Yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, none of, none of the computers or the entertainment system things are directly plugged in um, in this house. I just... I, I love having the ability that's the to... the sign it says on the front of my house. In this house, <laughs> we do not directly plug in. To have stuff like hardwired in for especially gaming consoles i think mm-hmm. makes makes a difference so for me that's like a big i mean i would i it. would like to do that but the wiring is the problem because you know we put it we put it in the foyer because that was the central part of the house would you know it's it reaches Ooh. up to my office in the attic mm. and it's it is you know i'm right below it here in the basement for podcasting but i i there's i would have to rip the walls open in order to oh uh, yeah 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 i know and i i'm not doing that myself i know dan didn't have a good experience with euro and molts would never use euro but it's really continued to work great here like i'm sure one day it will not work great and i'll have to change everything but man it's i i truly never have to think about that i never even have to restart it unless it installs its own little update i don't know yeah. I, I had serious problems with it and it really i had to i had to move away from it and uh i mean i will say this the the unified router i've had no problem with a single like our house is not huge i've had no problem with reception basically anywhere in the house and because it's fairly centrally located like it's in the tv it's on in the tv stand which is kind of in the middle of the downstairs and our house is again it's not large so i've had zero problems with wi-fi reception basically anywhere in the house i do one of the things we're doing in that we're doing like a slight renovation uh later this year and one of the things i am hoping to do is we'll run an ethernet run from here to my wife's office too which we really should have done the first time around we just didn't think she would be using it enough that it would be relevant but i think it's something that in the end would probably have been smart to do at the time so i love I don't know how that works my once office you... wired it's great yeah i do love having my office wired i do I don't know how to manage this as much like it's really easy right now because it's like literally there is one, you know, one wall plate in my office and it just has a direct run down to the wall plate in the living room. And I'm not really sure what happens when they have to add another like in another room. Do they you splice it in? Does it connect somewhere else? Do I end up with two jacks somewhere? I'm not really sure how that works. I've never maintained a like a home Wi-Fi network with this much Ethernet. (laughs) Just to say any other than what directly ran out of like the router. Well, speaking of things, uh, this episode is once again brought to you by <laughs> no. Rebound Prime. 
Rebound Prime. It's available wherever you buy your rebounds. Go to prime.reboundcast.com. It's a great way to support the show since advertisers won't until next week. And uh, it's uh, where you can uh, get bonus episodes. You can listen live as we record, get bootlegs each week, and submit questions that we answer on this podcast. My friends, are you open to answering some questions from listeners? Sure. Sure. Why not? Yeah, we could. If you want to learn uh, yeah, more. One, one thing, can we talk yeah, about please. one thing before we, since it's um, somewhat related, because you, you uh, joked that Dan Dan gets to see ads on the front of his router. <laughs> yes. Uh, did you see the story about Walmart buying Vizio? I did see I that. I did see that. Yeah. Uh, apparently with the idea of basically selling TVs for for free, I guess, or very well, low, very low price and, and that yeah. show just show ads all the time. <laughs> I think there's probably a, v- a bunch of different stuff they could do with it. I can't say I'm shocked by it. I think it makes sense for them to yeah, kind of have like a house I, yeah, brand I wouldn't sort of. I, I don't think I was shocked, but um, maybe repulsed is a better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I just keep thinking I need more ads in my life. <laughs> there's none on this fucking podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> any any ads? You just want to read them, though. Should we start? Yeah. Sorry, doing... we don't we don't have that kind of ad. Those yeah, kinds should, of ads. Should we start doing ads just as like a proof of concept for like random companies we just really like, and then <laughs> can we get can we get guy to, to write some ads? Guy to write some ads for us? Is that <laughs> now he will sleep number? <laughs> if you have low standards for sleeping, check out sleep number. Uh, and you want a device that's on the internet all, all the, the time. time for some reason. <laughs> uh, my favorite bed-related technology purchase was a uh, boy. This could go a lot of places, but was um, we have a, <laughs> uh, a a heated mattress pad, a, a dual zone heated oh. mattress pad. So, like in the winter, if your bed is cold, you can dial it from settings one through ten, and like ten really is cooking you. But man, a, a little a one oh, setting for me, I love it. You should you should send that my way because my wife and I frequently have disputes as to like well the dispute is not so much a oh, dispute yeah. as my wife saying can I put my cold feet on you and me saying no yeah I actually really recommend these they're not that expensive we did have one that like slowly got weaker and weaker over time and we're now in our second That's, and it's just starting to get weaker I'm not gonna lie better than the alternative <laughs> yes um, and uh, I don't know these heating mattress pads not that not that pricey and uh, man. The fact that they are two zone is the dream. Um, a, a million years ago, we went to a bed and breakfast in like, gosh, West Virginia or someplace like that. I can't remember. And um, we, <laughs> it was, when, I think it was when we were still like, we were having a long distance relationship and it was like, oh, we're finally together again. And we go to this place and, and it has a, you know, it has a heated blanket because it's, it's a rustic bed and breakfast. And I think there was a fireplace in there and I don't think there was any other heat maybe, but you know, throughout the night, she's like, she keeps turning it up and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so hot. What? Why? Or, you know, she keeps telling me to turn it up. And so I'm like, okay, but I'm boiling. I'm like, fine. I would keep turning it up and she's freezing to death. Like, and then as it turns out, you know, the next morning we're getting up and I'm like looking for my shoes under the bed. It was, it had controls for both sides, but hers had fallen on the floor. <laughs> and so I was just turning up my side over and over again and she was getting nothing. That's really funny. Yeah, I was gonna say was when times. we were when we traveled in um, Iceland uh, that we had the the joys of the I think this is common in many of the like you know Scandinavian uh, area countries as well is the um, single bed but with two separate sets of like like a, basically like two small comforters mm-hmm. like for each person rather than the one big comforter for everybody uh, and boy let me tell you <laughs> that's a good way to reduce can you guess what Apple stress. luminary loves that advice and recommends that everybody use separate blankets on their shared beds 
Scott Forstall. John Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he swears by that as the approach um, I, it's not it's I'm, not bad i'm interested I, in dan's guess I, don't <laughs> I have been unable to find as good at like the problem here was when we bought like a couple twin comforters and they were still too big for mm. the like two to have in a bed so i have so many blankets it. folded up on my feet because only my feet get cold everything else is fine mm. uh anyway as i mentioned prime.reboundcast.com okay. that's where you can submit questions we have uh, a handful so here's one uh, of two from impugnatious as you get older how do you keep from telling people the same story again <laughs> well i told a story about this once and it was mm-hmm. <laughs> i i think i don't no. um, i think my i wife... just tell the story again Stop my wife and i have one. a yeah. yeah, my wife and I have a system, and by a system I mean a thing she's passive aggressively invented, which is she will just when I start telling a story that she's heard before, she will just silently hold up her hands with a number of fingers for the number of times I've told it before. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. If you're wondering that whether or not great. this gets me frustrated, the answer yeah, is yeah. yes. <laughs> it reminds me of the joke about you know a guy is newly arrested in prison. Yeah, you've told uh, this one before. Uh, they're in the the lunchroom, <laughs> and somebody stands up and says eighty three. Uh, all the prisoners start laughing do you know where i'm going dan i do because i heard it as a comedy club like mm -hmm. a like a yeah another prisoner shows up and says 17 everybody starts laughing again finally prisoners ask guy next to him like what what are they really doing like oh well we've all told all the same joke so many times that we numbered them all so we just share the number of the joke and then we can all remember it and laugh and the the new prisoner is intrigued and he jumps up and says 83 and uh, dead silence and he slowly sits back down and he asks the guy next to him, what did I do wrong? And the guy says, some people just don't know how to tell a joke. Anyway, I like that joke. I've heard two other punchlines for that. One of them is, you told it wrong. <laughs> yes. And the other one of which is, there's one guy laughs really, really hard. And they're like, what's wrong with him? And you go, ah, he's never heard that one before. <laughs> which to me, I think is perhaps the best punchline. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, so I hope that answers your question. <laughs> <laughs> What was the question again? Stop me if I judge this one. I'll, tell, I'll read the question again. His follow-up question, well, his second question, no follow-up, was how much money would Tim Cook have to return to shareholders to be seen like Christmas Story Scrooge versus DuckTales Scrooge? So to be a, a good guy versus a bad guy, I guess. I Is this what we're judging him on? How much money he returns to shareholders? I'm not quite. I, I take issue with the basis of this question. Right. To me, the question is how much like Mackenzie Bezos is he? She still goes by Bezos, right? Because Mackenzie Bezos is maybe the only good billionaire. And yes, I'm including Taylor Swift in that sweeping sentence. And she's now Mackenzie Scott, so I apologize. Uh, but Mackenzie Scott uh, really donates gargantuan sums of money but, and is, I think, the only good that's, billionaire. That's a difference from returning money to shareholders does not yeah. equate with returning money. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Okay, I'm not accepting the it. premise of the question. Just I'm instead <laughs> accepting the premise of Dan Moore. <laughs> Thank you. My premise is unique. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure there's an answer to that question, which is to say, I think the returning money to shareholders is not the, the barometer by which we should judge these kinds of things. Do you think the new Apple Watch will this have is a barometer? Re- I think this is a reference to a question that came up last week. Right? There was a question last yeah. week about... Um, yeah, I think, I, think it's may- I think it's maybe a riff. On, I was going to say something about creating... <laughs> going to make a joke about creating shareholder value, but yeah, Yeah. let's just move on. We don't want to tell people the same story again. Uh, Jonathan said, (laughs) as professionals, in your opinion, first of all, I already reject the premise of this question. We rejected it. This week, we are rejecting the premises of a lot of questions. (laughs) As professionals, in your opinion, does the iPhone SE form factor make it past 2024? My wife has finally caved, been worn down enough, and asked for a new iPhone for her birthday, but coming from an iPhone 8, the iPhone 15 form factor is too large, in her opinion. I'm mildly concerned that 2024 is the last year for 
for the SE entirely, and 13 mini refurbs from Apple are non-existent. I think there will be another SE. I think the word on that has been pretty good, but I th- the form factor will be different. I though, think yeah. the form factor will probably look more like the the. I think they want to get rid of the home button, right? They want to get rid of the home button, and so I think that the the SE is not long for this world. As to what it's going to look like, I uh, I think probably like an iPhone 15 size. You like? Yeah, I think it's going to end up being about that size because right? the, it's cheaper for them to be able to make all the chassis sort of at the same yeah. size, right? You don't want to tool up for an entirely separate product um, and have to change your entire processes. They want to save money. That's got that's how they sell it for cheaper. Is they use basically old style stuff. Um, I have yeah, two it'd be nice here. if they sold a smaller one, but yeah. One is the iPhone SE, as it stands today, is too small. I'm sorry, John. And wow. Incor- that incorrect. Is, that is a hot take. And that, that is an incorrect take. But I also, I do disagree with Dan. I think that they will continue to make a, a notably smaller phone size, um, but it's not going to be the SE size. I think there is well, still wait, a market for people who want smaller things. Do you so think that's that's a I think there's a market too, but I don't think they're going to, I don't think they, they apparently don't give a shit. So, <laughs> I mean, when you say that, Lex, do you think, you, you think the SE is a smaller phone size? Do you think there is a smaller phone size as part of, say, another, like, I, I, I would not be surprised if there was a new small phone that's bigger than the current SE, but smaller than their current small phones. But as, as an SE replacement or yeah, as part of, like, the iPhone? Yeah, let's say as an okay. SE replacement, but I don't really know. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, the, the SE has traditionally, I think, been released in the spring, so there is a possibility that there is a new one coming maybe in the next month or two, um, but we haven't heard... I would think there yeah, would I don't be think, more I don't think rumors. this year. I think it's actually next year. You think, it? Was it next year? Was, it, yeah, was that what they were saying? I can't off the top of my head, but, but I thought it was not this spring. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, the last one came in 2022, so two, yeah, it was been, on roughly a... Two or three been years a few years. Yeah. yeah. Three years. Be careful okay. about how I said that. Yeah, my mother has an, I think, an original SE still. Mm. And I, every time I use it, I'm like, this is like a toy phone. <laughs> it's teeny tiny. <laughs> Just, it's nice, but it is very, very so small. Especially, especially as people, you know, use larger and larger font sizes on their phones. Like, I'm, I, I don't know if you are the people or you have the friends who use the giant fonts on mm-hmm. their phone. I have those friends mm-hmm. and yep. the parents. The SE just does not scale for that. <laughs> like it's, no, it's a it very looks small insane. I, I dread the day when I will have to replace my mother's phone with with a, a new phone because it will invariably be larger and she will be upset about it. Yeah. I thought about I, when I came in here, in here to record this, I, as I do always, I took out my 13 Mini and I put it on Do Not Disturb, basically, and was looking at the cement floor and thought, if I dropped this right now... <laughs> <laughs> would they be able to replace it i mean because they like like the question said they they do not have them for refurbs and i assume that they probably still have a bunch that they can hand out to people who i know. mean they said i mean they they could, if it's just well, the glass right? they can replace the glass but i mean if it was really damaged john um, if they if they didn't sell that well then surely they still have some right <laughs> <laughs> well apparently they don't because they don't have any refurbs i uh I, the biggest place I feel fear holding my phone is on a cement floor. Like if I'm in my garage, that's when I'm yeah. holding my phone the tightest. That's where I fear breaking. Speaking so, of which, I, I told this to you guys in a text, but I, I didn't tell that story to the listeners, so I will repeat myself. Which is, <laughs> I have gone, I've gone caseless this year. Woo! Um, one of me. And me. And I have mixed feelings about it, which is to say, yes, the phone is very nice and I do like it. I do worry more when I like pull it out of my pocket because I do have the moments like, oh, is this the time that I fumble it and drop it on the floor? Um, 
but I think the thing, the biggest dis- like change I've noticed is that the screen does like micro scratches in 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 sunlight or something. When I pull it out, I can see every tiny oh, scratch yeah. on there. It's, it's horrible. It is, <laughs> it is much worse than when I had it in the case because the case at least provided like a little bit of a lip. So when I put it down, right. face down, it kept the glass off uh, the surface and it makes a big difference. While we're but, on the subject yeah. of interrupting the question flow, I too am caseless <laughs> as I've been for a couple of years. And I talked, I don't know, a couple of months back about trying out pop sockets to your, both of you mocking me horrendously. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the pop socket did not stay on. Um, so I eventually uh, sprung for the Snap 4 Lux from Osnap, osnap.com, I guess. And that thing is great. They had really good ads, and I what literally it? bought it because I thought their ads were really good. It's like a different kind of pop socket. Uh, it's a pop socket that can also be like a little kickstand. It, it uses its own like reusable stickiness thing to stick. They, they have very creative ads on Instagram and Facebook. Like Their video ads are like two minutes long, and you just watch the whole thing because it's this woman doing an incredibly deadpan ad read about how stupid you are and how you should buy this thing. <laughs> That's my read on the ad. But it's great. It's just a kickstand. So- so they're they're adhesive though not magnetic it's both it's using magnets it's passed through for magsafe which works great actually in my experience but to so that you don't need it does have adhesive as well for the initial bonding interesting i do wish like my um my wife's iphone 15 she has in a uh, a hefty otter box case because she is the person who drops her phone all the time and the one thing that makes me sad about that is that it doesn't have it doesn't do MagSafe pass through, at least the one mm. she has. And so, like, we have a, I have a little MagSafe um, mount in the car, and it's like it would be great if she could just pop her phone up there when she's using it, and she can't because it doesn't do it. It doesn't work on my MagSafe charger, any of those things. So that's a bummer. Uh, Mister E Man asks, "Are you the industrious type that gets up before the crack of dawn, or the lazy type who waits until the crack of noon?" <laughs> Not judging. <laughs> Follow up question: Do you use any kind of alarm device to get up on weekdays? I, I, I'll tackle this one first. Oh, I've got, I've got thoughts. <laughs> I. Uh, I used to be able to sleep late and then I had kids and I lost the ability to sleep late because I hated when my kids would like sneak up on me in bed and I'd wake up and they'd be their children of the corn style. It would terrify me. Um, so I learned to wake up when they made any sound at all. And I never broke that habit for years and years. And finally I had a doctor in the past six months who prescribed me a medication called hydroxazine. Uh, there's a knockoff called oreozazine. That's not true. Uh, so hydroxazine, um, uh, is like an antihistamine. It's not really a sleeping medication. I think it was initially an anti-anxiety medication. And the idea is it's supposed to help you sleep later. Um, and so where I had been getting up at, hang on, what, what, what's the name? Hydroxazine? Yes. Hydroxazine. <laughs> put, it, put it in the show notes. <laughs> well, I'm going to put it Ask in my notes. Ask your doctor about hydroxazine. But, um, not a it's, sponsor. it's been a game changer for me where if I take it at, you know, 20, 30 minutes before I go to sleep, uh, if I don't take it, I will wake up at six unprompted. And if I do take it, I sleep till seven, seven fifteen, sometimes eight. It's crazy. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, this um, is what I need. I, uh, my, I, I do, I do use an alarm on the days I get up early with my kids. Uh, however, I don't, I never, I set the alarm and I never hear it because I hear my son's alarm from across the house because Liam sleeps through not one, not two, not three, but four separate alarm clocks, a giant beeping one with a light that shines on his face, an iPhone alarm, his watch alarm, which is the iPhone alarm, his iPad alarm, and an echo alarm, all of which go off at top fucking volume as he sleeps peacefully wow. through all of them. It is insane. Oh my wow. God. That's insane. I am, I am the exact opposite of your son. I'm much taller for one. Uh, <laughs> but I am, I have Less always been... I've always been a light sleeper. Uh, and like, again, in contrast to me and my wife, my wife can sleep through almost anything. Like conversations. Uh, <laughs> Six. People telling yeah. people telling the same, same story. story yeah, several alarms. 
Um, we, I often joke that it, like, you know, if we were in still, you know, the early humans or whatever, she would get eaten by the tiger. I would be up the, <laughs> up the damn tree and she'd be like, no, I'm just sleeping here peacefully. Um, I've always been a fairly light sleeper and usually a early riser, like even as a, like in college and stuff like that, I haven't had early classes. Like I just never, I, I you know, when I was a teenager and stuff, I'd sleep, I'd sleep till like 10 or 11 or something, but I never slept past oh, noon. Yeah. That was never my thing. I just oh, can't past do it. noon. Oh no. Yeah. Like I, I, yeah. you know, I would get up like, you know, back when I did not have, when I lived by myself and I was working at home, I would generally wake up pretty regularly. I would not, I stopped setting an alarm a lot of days. I would wake up at like eight, eight thirty, which is, which I think is like perfect. Yes. Uh, now I wake up at six to six thirty, basically, which is yeah. not as good. Yeah. Um, and, and it got earlier even before i had kids but i was often the early riser because i like there's um man i have to find it there was a really good word uh that somebody had on like the um great words to borrow from other languages list at the end of last year and it's like that hour of time when you are up and nobody else is up mm. that's like honestly that is my happy place is like if i can get up before somebody else and like sit down in my kitchen with like a cup of tea and <laughs> that's my angry news. place oh no that's oh god i want i want <laughs> i want like, to live why there. am i awake right now no one else is oh no that's, that's the only time i get any peace and quiet john <laughs> uh anyways i yeah i'm an early riser i've always been early, early riser i don't i used to stay up later but like i just can't anymore like like we're new year's eve i, I think i mentioned like we went <laughs> tried to stay up a little bit and then we literally went to sleep at like 11 55 which is the stupidest time to go to sleep on new year's eve you might as well wait five minutes what's the big deal yeah really although you know yeah new year's eve yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i think it's so it was just very overrated. funny it was a very funny time to go to sleep oh, and i don't use an alarm anymore my wife has one uh and sometimes multiple ones the only time i use an alarm is if i need to get up some for something specific like a yeah. flight or something well that's yeah. the thing like we all we all work at, from home and i don't have to be up for any particular reason although i get up probably around the same time relative you know and relatively early in the day uh, karen does have an alarm so karen's alarm goes off at seven but Almost always the dog gets us up before that. I just want to and say, so, well, so when you said we all work from home, it made me have a giant shit-eating grin on my face because it's still like news to me that I no longer commute to the city. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, I used to get up when I had to commute to Seattle, I would get up at like 4.30 or something like that because it was an hour oh and a half God, to get there. Oh, my and, God. That's Yeah. Awful. And I knew, like, I knew I was going to miss either breakfast or dinner with the family and so i was like okay i'm gonna miss i'm gonna miss breakfast and i'm gonna get out of here as fast as possible so i can get home in time for dinner yeah, i i am um, i don't want to say i'm I hated commute, <laughs> but the other day i mentioned to my wife how the longest commute i ever had was back when i was like 23 and working at a university here and i had a 10 minute walk from my house <laughs> uh and she you know she takes the kid in most days because the daycare is uh near her work and uh it's like I don't know, an hour and change each way, hour, hour and a half each way. And and that's pretty bad. I mean, she's like, without yeah. the kid, it's like 40 minutes because she goes to a different stop on the subway and everything. But I advocated like, yeah, if you ever change jobs, you should find one with a better commute because that sounds <laughs> awful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I cannot believe I, I went from working from home for like 12 years to commuting to Manhattan every day for like 90 minutes minimum each direction. It was horrible. That's, that's Just horrible. Yeah. Nobody wants yeah. that. Uh, then I I, I'm convinced though that if I, you know, if I was left to my own devices, I would just keep 
staying up later and later and later until I wrapped around. <laughs> uh, we're going to rapid fire the remaining Rebound Prime questions. ZM Knox <laughs> says, should I install Vision OS 1.1 Beta 3 on my, you know what, never mind. I think I'll just in, wait until the their, release version. Question. <laughs> uh, Chris asks, are you ready to become the Apple Ring show? If you didn't see that story. Uh, did oh, yeah, right. Rumors yeah. that Apple is readying uh, its own version of the uh, a Ring device. I guess Samsung you're has thinking, one. You're thinking of uh, Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think you know, Samsung has I, one. I think uh, Ura or is that? Yeah, that I've, I've heard people who try that one. I mean, you know what? Um, I, I'm not generally like, you know, I wear my wedding ring, but I, I never wore any rings or jewelry or anything besides that. So that's one thing that keeps makes me a little bit hesitant. But that said, given our earlier talk about the Apple Watch battery and like sleep tracking, like if at night I just put on my sleep tracking ring instead or something like and it just did sleep tracking. The know, rings can have, in my experience, the rings can have, cause I used to, I, I tested a couple, they kind of insane battery life cause they don't have a, a real display. So they, right, exactly. they have far They're less to do. Yeah. yeah. I had that moment where it's like, should I buy a separate watch for sleep tracking? I was like, no, that's stupid. Why I are resisted you the urge that? to ask you if you had a night watch. So now I'm mad. I thought about it. I did actually <laughs> think about it, but I was like, no, you know what they need is a stupid little band that you wear at night or something. Yeah. If you get an ultra then it'll last all the time. i did think about that too but that's too big so, i can't yeah. sleep with that fucking thing on my wrist no i can't i don't i don't like sleeping with a watch on it I, you know what i thought that was going to be a bigger impediment for me and it actually doesn't bother me that much but i really i was very worried about it because i felt like oh, it's going to be distracting whatever honestly didn't bother me uh, let the record show i'm the best at rapid fire uh listener ad hominem <laughs> says for john if tpu <laughs> offered internet would you buy internet service through them i googled tpu and i got thermoplastic polyurethane so i don't yeah. know what the question's about tacoma tacoma public utilities mm. which they did for years offer um and and it actually this is technically still through their so their uh, backbone i guess i don't know i don't know what the current state of it is but they show some back they used to have several companies that used their backbone in order to provide service um internet service this is the last that eventually got whittled down to one, and then that company got bought by an Australian company, and so it's no longer technically local. But they do have a they do have a lot of local people. It's now called Good Eye Mike. <laughs> I literally don't have to say any of my jokes. Dan just says them all. <laughs> I still, I'm just I'm just talking. I'm not listening to either one. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'll hear it later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure I'll. You're laugh gonna love this on the replay. I, I really will. Listener right here says, "How and when do you decide that your time and energy is worth more than the money you would pay to get something done?" I think this was inspired by earlier conversation uh, in Discord while we recorded the episode about Ethernet jacks. <laughs> uh, so this comes up for me with snow when there's like eight inches of snow when i think it's going to take hours of sweat and pain and worrying that i'm going to get a heart attack i will gladly pay somebody 80 dollars to plow my driveway and shovel my sidewalk um but if it's going to take half an hour like it did this past mm, saturday i'll just do it because i don't mind spending a half an hour in the cold (laughs) i mind spending a couple hours and knowing that it's going to kill me um so that's get a smaller driveway (laughs) like that's the i don't know basically i think about it with uh two things what can i do with the time that will make me feel more productive and what is my risk of permanent damage like stuff in the house that i could follow youtube videos on and probably understand okay but stuff where like there's a chance i'm gonna make a giant hole in the house or make a small project a giant project i would much rather pay somebody yeah. and have it done right yeah i had this mm-hmm. moment when we i think we talked i don't remember on the bonus episode last week about my stove um yes and one of the things that came out of this which uh dealing with the stove repairman which i had heard from multiple electricians before was 
The Massachusetts Electrical Code, as many other electrical codes, requires the use of newer types of circuit breakers that are more sensitive to certain things. And a part of what is happening is that these sensors detect things, have what's called, there's what's called nuisance tripping, which is essentially it thinks something is going wrong and mm. it trips the circuit breaker, even though it's not an actual problem. Uh, this has happened to our microwave, which we've covered before. Um, and um, the answer to everybody was like, you need to put an older breaker in. But the problem is electricians won't do that because it's against code. Yeah. And so I meant to, I spent that time looking like, all right, how hard is it for me to replace a, ba- a breaker? And I looked at like the instructions like, I will probably kill myself doing this. <laughs> step, step one, buy fresh life insurance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, I do not feel confident enough to deal with like something that's that, step that two, risk. Dial the nine and the one. <laughs> <laughs> you can't dial the other one when you touch the line you'll be frozen it's not great uh anyways so the answer is i, I think i've discovered there may be like exceptions like you can petition essentially to have your breakers swapped out but i think i don't know if it's the right thing so i'm i'm just living with it for the moment but yeah there, i agree with you lex risk of injury is one consideration um capability certainly one consideration and just, yeah. I think yeah. interest too. Just like yeah, you know, I mean, there are definitely There's, things that I'm like, oh yeah. man, I'd love to do that. That sounds like fun, or 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 it sounds like something that I should be able to do. Mm-hmm. And then there's things like not in a million years. Like I don't give a shit. Like somebody can come yeah. do that for me. Yeah, uh, it's like we had, you know, like the dog when we got the dog, he he could slip through the uh, the front gate when he was little, mm-hmm. and so Karen was like, I'm just gonna put some plastic up over it. And I was like, plastic? Are you kidding? You know, the front gate of our house is going to be covered in plastic? No, thank you. And the people who had made the fence had left some pieces um, for, like, firewood. And so I, and I, and I was, and years ago, I asked for a, a table saw, and, which I barely used. And then I was like, hey, I put one and one together. And I came up with things that I could put on across the gate in order to keep the dog in. And it looks good. Love that. You're a pro. Uh, the most exciting thing that happened with my fence recently was uh, a deer was in my yard and I tried to get the deer out of my yard and it busted through my fence, breaking it. Um, <laughs> listener ZM Knox with our final question of the day asks, what phone size, what phone font size scale do you consider giant? I say using 120% on mine. The first time I read it, I thought that they were saying, I say using 120% is considered giant. But on my reread, I think it's. I am posing this question while using 120%. I think it's yeah. when the font size is more than, like when one row of text takes up more than a third of the screen. That's what I would consider giant, which is what my father-in-law does. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I still use yeah, the I default. I haven't increased mine. Yeah, I remember. I think, I, I think I'm trying. Where is that again? It's in general accessibility. accessibility. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Larger text. Yeah. Yeah, I do not think ZM Knox provided a screenshot. I do not think that that is giant. Um, so yeah, that was no help at all. But now you know. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I have it off. I think I thought I had turned it on um, a few years ago, but I guess it got turned off, or I turned it off deliberately. I don't know. Again, no pressure. But uh, if you want to become a member of Rebound Prime, it supports us, and you get to ask those questions and do all those other fun things. Prime.reboundcast.com. Plus, you get to hear the bonus episode, and one is about to start right now. 